Northwest Christian School Online provides online Christian education for any students ranging from kindergarten to 10th grade. The tuition is fully covered through the state of Arizona's ESA program and is affordable for families out of state. You can count on NCS Online for a rigorous, proven online program that establishes a robust biblical worldview for all students. For more information, go to ncsonline.org. That's ncsonline.org. The brothers, for you and I to live for the kingdom of God, it's going to require a, a perspective shift, a new way of thinking, a new mindset. What in the world would it mean to pray, Thy kingdom come? Seek first the kingdom of God. Know that your home is in heaven and live as if that's your goal. What we've done in the past simply can't be done anymore. That we lived our life in a certain manner because it was basically a Christian world, a Christian culture that we're living in. That time, those times are over. It's not enough to be a believer. It's not. You, it is not sufficient for you just to believe and that's it. You cannot be a believer. Being a believer leads to being a follower. Instead of all these things we're worried about that consume our thoughts and our minds, instead of using your mental energy on that, instead, seek his kingdom. What in the world would it mean to pray, thy kingdom come? Well, greetings um, to listeners of Kingdom Culture Conversations. Uh, We are so glad that you are here with us. I'm here with again with my friend, Mr. Brown. Amen. How you doing, my friend? I am doing very well. Thank Love you. it. Me too. Um, me too. It's been uh, awesome. Uh, I could hear from Adam Brooks again. Yeah. Um, he had a great. Yeah. Uh, we had a great conversation with him about social media and uh, how to use that responsibly, if you will, and um, just create conversation. What this whole podcast is about: conversations with our students, conversations with our peers, conversations that are sometimes difficult. And I know in today's topic, um, we, we have a lot of difficult conversations we've had on this podcast, and then we're dealing with with um, our peers as well and our students. Yeah, and I think, again, as we get to kingdom, kingdom culture conversations, what we're trying to do is, is recognize that these are conversations that are already taking place. They're happening. They're happening right now. Our students are asking questions, and they are going to all sorts of different places to get the answers and uh, sometimes the more awkward the question the more awkward the topic the more polarizing the answers you're going to find on youtube true the google whatever and so today what we want to do is we want to we want to get into this idea of inclusive and so adam you've done you know we've had you at the school a couple times now to talk about social media that's that's been an on fire issue for a lot of our parents but i think for students one of the things that they're really wrestling with is how how do I is a is a Bible believing Christian is somebody that holds to uh, aspires to hold to a biblical worldview. How do I, on the one hand, am I in the world but not of it? Uh, we want to be very careful not to love the world or the ways of the world. On the other side of that, Jesus was described in the Gospels as a friend of sinners. Yep. And so navigating our students to understand, it's been said that within our lives, we become the amalgam of the five individuals that mm-hmm. are, are closest to us. And, and sometimes, whether we, we recognize it or not, the people we spend the most time with rub off on us. They, they influence the way we think, the way we talk, some of the things we do. And, and I see that especially in our adolescents. Yep. 
they they do that all the time and and at the same time we live in a culture where there is there's diversity and there is uh, a beauty in that diversity but sometimes under the umbrella of diversity there are opposing worldviews mm-hmm. there are opposing ideologies uh sexuality and and things like that if 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 your son or your daughter comes home and, and says hey you know what I, I spent some time this evening at the mall with a transgender student yep uh, somebody I met for the very first time who's who's you know thinks about sexuality different than I do. Yeah, yeah totally. How do you coach? And, and we turned at him because this is this is something you talk to in some of the the consultancies that you, yeah. you do. Yeah. Um, where do we start this conversation? Yeah. No, I get it. I get it. It's a really hard conversation because it it feels like society and things are changing so fast. And we don't feel prepared for it. And I just, in entrepreneurial work that I do and coaching entrepreneurs, we talk about the five people you have in your life and the three to five people, like they will either help you think of ideas and build your entrepreneurial spirit or they will tear it down. And so be careful about who you have close to you. I, the reality is, is I I like to use Jesus as my model. And that is that he had two or three people who knew everything about him and he knew everything about them. Right. Yeah. And that's this idea of vulnerability, right? Now, the problem is, is a lot of our kids want to hotwire connection. So I'm going to share really personal things with someone I just met because I think that's the way we become closer. Hmm. And the reality is, is it's not. Brené Brown has a great book, Dare to Lead, and she talks about vulnerability as like, whenever I give you something, uh, uh, share something with you that I don't want to share with other people, and you keep it to yourself, that's a marble in your jar. Mm. And until that jar is full, <laughs> yeah. I can't trust you with everything, right? Right. Because I might share something with my best friend, and they go tell everyone, and now you've lost all your marbles. <laughs> <laughs> because I don't want I don't want to share anything with you anymore. Yeah, um, and that's how we test friendships and see where you belong in my life. Are you like the two or three? Are you the beloved that Jesus calls? Right, the people who are right there next to you and know everything about you. But then Jesus had twelve who knew him really well. Right, mm-hmm. they were his yeah. disciples. They were close to him. They knew where he went. They knew what he did. They knew what he thought. And that's great. Having twelve close friends is great. Um, But still, he didn't know them as well as he knew the two, right? And then you've got 60 apostles. (laughs) You've got a bigger sphere, and they know you. They say hi to you. They might even eat lunch with you. But you don't tell them intimate secrets. You don't tell them things about you that you want them to know because they just know about you, right? They know things about you. They know what you like, what you enjoy. And then you've got the masses. (laughs) And the masses are people who... Uh, may know your name, may know, but just high friends. They're not really close. And so if I take that worldview and I meet someone who has a different worldview than me, I can still love them. Yeah. And I should. I should love them. Right. <laughs> Jesus says I should love them. Yep. Jesus says I should love my enemy. <laughs> so I definitely need to love them. And love, by the way, is a two-way street. The way Jesus talks about love in the Bible, it's always in relationship. It always is in relationship. So again, if you say you love the poor, does the poor love you? Are you in relationship with that? Right? Come on. That's huge. That's groundbreaking for me. 
Yeah. Um, and by the way, that's not mine. I stole that from my pastor well, last week. Nothing new under the sun. <laughs> nothing exactly. new under the sun. Gavin well, preached it at Axiom last week, and so I'm like, that's gold. Yeah. Taking it. <laughs> so that's that's one of the key concepts in the book we've referred to already. We've, we've talked yeah. a lot about when helping hurts. Right. And we're we're not the saviors of the poor. Totally. What we want to do is be one in community with them. That's yep. what Christ did. And so 100%. I think what you're saying is, is right on. Yeah. So I actually look at it, the way I make this practical is that I have a gate around my heart. (laughs) I have like a wall around my heart and I let certain people in and I let other people not in. And that doesn't mean I don't love them. It means I love them from afar, if that makes sense. Absolutely. I see them, I hug them, I care about them, I tell them they're loved, I listen to them if they need me to, but that doesn't mean that I let them into the innermost workings of my heart. I don't think that's so, so helpful because you've got essentially what I hear you saying, and correct me if I'm wrong, is that there is a hierarchy of the relationships in our lives. 100%. And and one of the things that we should recognize is we need to, to maybe sit down with each other, uh, with students and, and even as adults. Adults, and, yeah. And say, okay, what are the standards of hierarchy? If somebody is in my life is going to get this close to me, what are the what are the constituents of this relationship that are important to me? Um, what are the characteristics of that individual? Yeah, the values that yeah. The higher yeah. you climb on the on the hierarchy, I think the the closer uh, you need to be to Christ. Yeah. Well, know? I mean, the, the reality is, is and kids, I, I say kids, and I mean me. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but I get this wrong because I try to rush everyone to the center of my life as quick as possible. Mm. I want, I'm a people pleaser. I'm, I'm a servant. I grew up in the church where it was like, give, 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 don't take. <laughs> right? yeah. And so yeah. for me, like I get this wrong because I want, I meet you on the street. Let me share with you everything you need to know about me so that we can become best friends tomorrow. I get really excited about best friends. Right. So I try to rush everyone to the open gate and that's just not healthy. Yeah, and so I have well, to it's learn. Not real either, because you can't. You it really isn't. can't have that many authentic relationships. Totally, with that many people. They inadvertently hurt me. I inadvertently hurt them. It's yeah. just not yeah. wise. It's sideways fast. Totally. So I have to actually now say, I can love you from where you are in my life, and you're in the crowd, and you might move to an apostle. You might move to a disciple. Right, but you're allowed to move in my life, but I'm not going to love you. Uh, I'm going to love you for where you are and where you stand in my life, mm. and and that's okay that you're there. <laughs> I'm going to leave you there. Mm. I don't need to bring you into the fold or bring you into my closeness. And that's the thing I see with students is we overshare, and they do this online with social media where wow. I share too much in the DMs, and you slide in yeah. my DMs, so you like me, so I'm going to overshare. And sometimes it's I overshare physically, sometimes it's I overshare emotionally. Mm. And then it becomes destructive because I let them in my gate too fast. Yeah, it's not a metaphor, but you know what I mean, right? Yeah. yeah. So it's this idea of who do I let in and who do I not? And teaching kids and teaching us, or even as adults, how to be critical of that and really kind of almost have a resume set up of you're applying for a job, right? The job in my heart. Let's see where you fit. Are you a good fit? Are you not? That critical reasoning and critical thinking is really needed. I think it, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm just trying Sorry, to think that through for a second, Adam. Yeah, home there, Adam. I told you I was. Yeah, football, you I was going to go uh, deep. To wiping that. the sweat off your brow. I know. And, I'm like uh, sweating in here. Yeah. Um, oh, but that was so powerful. Thank you. 
So again, what if there's somebody in that like inner yeah. circle that, and then they they think different, or or they're the ones yeah. you know. You talked about the transgender at the mall you met for the first time. What if there's someone in that, and you think differently? Yeah. How do you how do you deal with that person? Well, and let me. I'm going to put a little bit of a twist on that. Yeah. I think one of the things that, that students are tempted to to think that if I don't. Um, immediately become fast friends and, and deep friends with this individual, that person will walk away having thought that I don't love right. them. Right, and, right. And so the question then becomes That's... really a form, how do I love somebody uh, correctly that I don't agree with? How do they right. feel valued? How do they feel affirmed, appreciated? How do they realize uh, that, that Christ died for them? Right. They are worthy mm-hmm. of love. Uh, and yet, I, I can't um, agree with you necessarily yeah. from a disposition perspective. Well, again, I mean, I hate to keep putting it back to Jesus, uh, but he like yeah. he like gave people what they needed, phys- right? So yeah. I may not agree Fed with them. you, but yeah. if you need food or you need to you need to share, I might even listen. That did, listening doesn't mean I agree. Right. And I can actually say that. I can say, oh, I hear you, and I hear your heart, and that sounds really hard, and I'm sorry you have to experience that. I, that's not something I've experienced or I am experiencing, but I, I love you. Yeah, and no. I think one of the things, too, is I, I've heard this said powerfully. Um, you may have actually said it the other day, but was asked more questions. Yeah. You know, and just yeah. this idea of when Jesus would ask questions, he wouldn't necessarily implicitly agree with answers. That totally. I mean, sitting down with someone you don't agree with and saying, how does that shape who you are? Yeah. What, what, what makes yeah. you feel that need to have that sexuality conversation? Because to be fair, at a 15, when I was 15, I didn't know which way was up. Right. My feet were longer than sure. my height. I was falling everywhere. I was dressing crazy. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I had no clue about sexuality because it wasn't something I was focused on. So why do you feel like it's something you have to focus on at such an early age? Mm. So that for me, that's a bigger question. Um, I had, when I was a teacher, I taught high school for 12 years and I would have kids come out to me. And I was in a tricky position, right? Yeah. Uh, I'm a teacher at a public school, but I'm also a believer. And so what do I say? And the thing I would always say was, you don't have to decide that yet. Thank you for feeling like you can trust yeah. me. But that's not, that's not why I care about you as a student. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, you, and you, it's okay to wait. It's okay to, to yeah. think about it. And it's okay to process it. And it's okay to discuss it. Um, I don't have to... Me listening to someone doesn't mean I have to automatically agree. But it also, we have to be tricky because it what it also doesn't open me up to a fight. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, a lot of times I think we relationships happen when we keep asking questions. But when you give me the answer, we stop the relationship. So how do you then speak the truth in love? Right. You know, how do you how do you say, okay, I here's my worldview, here's my perspective. Yeah. I intimately I I just this is who I am and, and not only that, let's just be frank, on the other side of this issue is this lingering notion of eternal conscious torment of the lost. Sure. You know, at some point all those for whom the gospel has not become real, there is a judgment that looms. Right. And so on the on the other end of the spectrum, we do want to and, and I think we've got a good motive when we 
do want to speak the truth to people. Yep. But how do you do that in such? Yeah. And, and this is probably well, and questions. It is God. because if we're talking about truth right now, right. we're that's a that's a shaky ground in this day and age. Yeah. Because our feelings mm-hmm. and emotions have conquered the idea of truth and logic, unfortunately. So this idea of well, I feel this way, right? Yeah. yeah, is 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 become more important or more valued than here's what the facts say, <laughs> right? Right? Because now we don't even know what facts are. Fa- it's become it's become messy. So do you- so if I was a kid, and if I what I would recommend a kid do is say, listen, this has been my experience. This is my experience, and this is how I know it, and this is the truth that I hold to. And I love you, <laughs> right? Wow. Because it's not about it's not about but I love you. Because then it feels that's judgmental. The but it's the and and I love you. Yeah. And it's okay. Jesus loved people to follow him. Yeah. <laughs> he loved them into following him, and so I find that to be really interesting. So again, for me, it's about in that love. That's when people will go, oh man, I. Don't, this dude is this crazy Christian guy, and he loves me, and I don't yeah. get it. <laughs> yeah, there's a, a, a soldier in my unit um, and my battalion. She's actually in Cuba right now, deployed, but uh, she's a lesbian. Yeah, and uh, I met her three three months into my um, my commissioning, and she knows two things about Chaplain Gardner. She knows one that I do not agree with her lifestyle. Mm-hmm. She knows two that I care about her, mm-hmm. and she talks to me. And it's pretty. It's a. It's a neat. It's a neat relationship that we can have when we listen to people. Yeah. Well, and I think asking questions. Yeah. Because then once they know that I whether I agree or I don't agree, now I'm now I'm creating an obstacle to get over. There you go. So I have to remove obstacles. So I have to keep going to them again and saying, "But how are you? What's been? How, you been doing all right? You been? Yeah. Because once I create that separation, I need to make sure that I am going over there and making sure that I'm continuing that relationship. But that relationship isn't within the gates. <laughs> no. That relationship is still in the crowd. Absolutely. In my absolutely. hierarchy of friendships. Right. It's, wow. Adam, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Well, this has been, this has been powerful. Yeah. Thank you, Adam. Yeah. You've been such a tremendous friend of the school. And, and again, your, your website, and if, if people have questions. Yeah. AdamLeeBrooks.com. You can go to, but again, AdamLeeBrooks.com. That's my uh, corporate consulting, my school stuff that I do, my family stuff I do. Go check that out. But you can always send me an email at Adam at AdamLeeBrooks.com awesome. as well. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so again, Adam, my friend, Mr. Brown. Yeah, great. Again, conversation. We'll Woo. see you the next time. Yeah, we'll no more. Week. We solved it all. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and we did it all in twenty minutes. Exactly. <laughs> awesome. Take care, folks. Northwest Christian School has made Biblical Worldview online courses available to all high school students for transcript credit, regardless of whether they attend public school, private school, charter school, or homeschool. Frameworks is an exciting new initiative utilizing the learning management system of Grand Canyon University. For more information, visit BibleClassesForPublicSchools.com.